joining uh, i'm starting to say that uh, today we could have some technical problem because uh, i think twitter just did an update uh, probably everyone saw it the x popping up so there could be some technical problem with twitter space today i heard that some people is unable to access so hopefully everything will going well in the meantime we'll wait a little bit for people uh, to enter especially the guests hey rob how's it going oh hey Dan. N nice to see you. At <laughs> least it's me and you. It's already a good start. Yeah, good to see you too. Hopefully Twitter Spaces doesn't have too many technical issues. Yeah, I think uh, I think that some people were saying that he's unable to kind of view the the spaces, but uh, we will see. In the meantime, I see the Tosso Rally joining, so I think we, we will be good to start soon. Okay. Or is it called X Spaces now? Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit weird, actually. <laughs> I don't know how to call it, like uh, what we call it now, X spaces, and uh, we post on X or some, it's a bit weird <laughs> as a name. Hey, Riley, welcome. Hey, Rob, how you doing? All good, just trying to figure out and set up everything here to to start. I think that today CryptoZito will not be here with us because uh, it had a last minute issue, so I don't think it will be able to join in time. I'll just uh, pinging also Jean that it should be around. Okay, in the meantime, I think that we can start to introduce to the community today episode because uh, today is finally the time to welcome Stride to the Atom Economic Zone. And this is quite a big day because uh, this has been definitely a long journey. I mean, if we, if we go back... Uh, to the first draft proposal of Stride was the 17 April, which is uh, like a life ago in crypto. And then we had the signaling proposal the 28 April and the final proposal on 13 June. And now Stride is finally running on Cosmos Subreplicate Security. So this has been a super long journey and uh, it's super nice to, to finally see Stride uh, in the Atom Economic Zone. How has been the journey? How did you guys feel it? Yeah, it definitely has been a long journey. Um, I'm curious, Riley, if you remember this, but I think the journey even goes back a little bit further. At Cosmoverse last year, in I think it must have been, well, late September, early October 2022, people were just starting to talk about ICS. And um, we met with the informal team and we talked about some of the pros and cons. And we weren't super familiar with it at that point. Um, but it seemed like a really good fit uh for stride and we talked to some community members and it sounded like there was some general excitement around ics so we actually started tentatively planning to onboard to ics uh almost a full year ago in september 2022 um so 
it, it's definitely been a long, a long road with involvement from like five different teams. And, um, you know, so many people have worked so hard on this. So, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. It, it almost felt like relaunching stride. It was like all of the excitement from our first launch. Uh, we kind of felt that again. Um, it was definitely a highlight for me in, um, in strides lifetime so far. Yeah, and I remember your quote about uh, changing uh, the <laughs> changing the wings of the airplane about uh, the migration. And uh, I think it, the work that you guys did is uh, super useful uh, for uh, for uh, every chain that will aim to join Cosmos Subway Security because uh, you have been the pioneer of this uh, migration and uh, your work really signaling a lot of how uh, this process can happen. So. Thanks a lot for this and thanks a lot to all the contributors that contributed to make this migration happen. Just to mention Stride itself, IFA, Informal, Strangelove for the relaying packetings. So really has been a teamwork and uh, now it's finally happening. And uh, yeah, unless you, unless you guys, I, I forgot something that you guys want to mention for, uh, congratu for the congratulations on joining. Yeah, thank you. Um, and congratulations to the Cosmos Hub as well. I think uh, it's, I, I mean, at least in uh, in my knowledge, this is one of the biggest, most exciting features that has been shipped on the Cosmos Hub ever. And Stride's launch really went off without a hitch. I think it only took uh, about an hour from start to finish to get all the validators coordinated and get Stride onboarded. So it's really a massive technical feat for the Cosmos Hub as well. Um, so huge congrats. I think Riley had a tweet, something like, if Stride, uh, if Stride wins, Adam wins, and vice versa. Uh, and that's definitely true. Yeah, and I think that also Cosmos Sub-Validators did a great job. All this process of launching consumer chain is starting to get more smooth, I would say. It's uh, not still 100% smooth, but it's getting smoother uh, with every new consumer chain joining. So this is great. And uh, actually, I like how everyone is uh, keen to improve and uh, to uh, to try all these new processes and uh, improve coordination. Do you guys want to share a bit of a uh, retro about this migration? Like what are the major of highlights that you encountered? Uh, yeah, sure. We can share a bit of a retro there. So like I said, we started thinking about interchain security almost a full year ago in September 2022. Um, one of the first conversations, uh, it's, it's too bad Jehan's not here, because uh, I think Jehan was, uh, he really helped sell um, Stride on ICS. One of the first conversations we had with Jehan, he emphasized um, how ICS chains can have very high alignment with the Cosmos Hub, but they can keep uh, most of their sovereignty. So there's actually only a few things that Stride is not able to do. There's like certain params that Stride can't change, for example, um, you wouldn't want Stride to be able to slash all of the stake on the Cosmos Hub. So, you know, Stride can't make the slashing rate like 100%. Um, but for the most part, Stride is completely free to evolve um, in any way that it sees fit. So you get these huge economic security and economic alignment benefits without really giving up much sovereignty. Um, and this is kind of counterintuitive. Like in some sense, when you hear about ICS and migrating, it sounds like you're becoming uh, like an L2 or something like that. or um, uh, like somehow below the Cosmos Hub. Um, but I, I would say it's much more like joining um, this ecosystem, uh, the Atom ecosystem or the Atom Economic Zone. So uh, back in September, you know, Jehan was kind of talking us through all of these trade-offs, um, did a really good job of that. So we, we started working on ICS. 
Uh, it took us, I would say, six months or so just to build the sovereign to uh, consumer changeover code. First, ICS was implemented with the assumption that chains would just kind of launch on ICS. Um, and we were, I think, that one of the first chains that showed interest in migrating from sovereign to consumer. And of course, now there have been many more. You know, I think we've heard from like Umi, Stargaze, Noble, uh, and we'll see which ones actually get onboarded, but there's been lots of interest. Um, so uh, one or two stride engineers actually built out a lot of the sovereign to uh, consumer changeover code working alongside informal. Um, and like like you kind of mentioned, Rob, it's really like changing the... It's, it's similar to the Ethereum merge. It's like changing the engine of the plane while it's flying. Like Stride has this sovereign validator set and we want to change over to the Cosmos Hub validator set, but we don't want to like spin down the chain or break all these IBC connections or have downtime or anything like that. Um, and uh, so that, that made it technically, I think, a bit more challenging than launching as a a new sovereign chain. Um, so we did lots of test nets. Uh, we did two test nets with Haifa, uh, which is a really fabulous team, by the way. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like they kind of fly under the radar uh, in Cosmos, but definitely one of the most competent teams that I've ever worked with, not just in crypto, but like anywhere. Um, so it was, it was really incredible working with them. They helped with all the comms and test net and making sure that Strides launch uh, went smoothly. Um, so we did two of those. Those both went pretty smoothly. Um, I think Neutron also kind of helped us by being the first chain. They like ran through the brick wall, uh, and we could we could follow them. Uh, there were all kinds of like small issues that they ran into as well that we fixed. Um, so uh, I see Jahan also joins. Maybe Jahan can also talk about sort of yeah, like retro. Jahan, be good to get a different perspective. We were talking about uh, the retro of the side launch, uh, especially if you want to add. Uh, some uh, both technical uh, uh, highlights and also the story of the launch. Yeah, um, I'm I'm surprised uh, I'm surprised that it went as smoothly as it did. Um, but you know, we we did do all these we did do all these test nets, so it was it was pretty heavily tested. Um, yeah, I could talk more about like the the technical aspects of it, but um, I don't want to interrupt Aiden. Don't worry, don't worry. We were actually waiting for you for uh, having this perspective. I think that uh, it would be very valuable. So if you want to share it, feel free to do it. Because I think that, uh, as Riley said, as Aidan said, it's uh, it's very underrated work that many teams did uh, under the radar, probably because uh, some of them are not very active on Twitter. Uh, and uh, especially IFA and uh, Informal did a lot of technical work, which has been super valuable. I think also the last minute of work of, uh, for example, Strangelove for relaying packets has been uh, extremely valuable to launching uh, this, uh, uh, finally launching Stride on Replica Security. So if you want to add uh, anything, so please feel free to do it. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I could also speak to, to, to Haifa. Um, we work with them. I worked with them, you know, I've, I've worked in the entire time I've been working on Cosmos Hub and, and they, um, they basically organize all the test nets. Um, so uh yeah that was that was key because we did two we did like two rehearsals for um for stride um i can talk about the um i can talk about like what happens i guess during this kind of changeover and what it is um if you want um but uh but yeah yeah sure feel free to ride so um what is um what it, what it is basically is like um 
if you if you think about it, if you think about like I don't know, it's probably kind of like ancient history here, but if you think about like the Ethereum fork, uh, like the DAO, it's a canonical example of a, of a very uh, well known hard fork. Um, Ethereum basically they they had somebody steal something from a contract back in like 2016 or something. And it was such a big, it was like had a like, you know, 10% of all ETH was stolen in this one hack. So uh, they decided that they just had to fork the entire chain and like undo the theft. And so what happened was that they basically, um, they basically just like uh, said, hey, here's a new chain. This is now Ethereum. That's it. And everybody accepted that. Um, and by they, I mean, like Vitalik went on his blog and said, this is the new Ethereum and stuff. So it was kind of like, you know, it was a community's choice, but there was definitely some leadership. Um, and so um, what happened, though, is that wasn't necessarily like that wasn't really like the um, uh, consensus opinion, I guess. It was it was kind of um, there was there was Ethereum Classic. Ethereum Classic's even like still around today. Um, so. Um, with Ethereum Classic, uh, what happened was that the old chain just kept on running and um, people were like, um, you know, people were like uh, some some people were like, oh, yeah, we 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 don't want um, we don't want to like have it be like we don't think they should be reversing thefts on the blockchain. Right. So that, that was basically a hard fork where both sides of the fork kept running. Um, and uh, now with Cosmos, though, it's a little bit different. Um, you could do it. You could do it like that. So what we what, what could have been done is that the Stride team could have just said, hey, the old Stride blockchain is done. Uh, this new one is, you know, now running on interchain security. This is the new Stride. This is like, you know, now use the Stride. The problem, though, in Cosmos is like, you know, now we're it's, it's like a little bit more advanced than it was back then with the Ethereum hard fork is that like if you fork a chain, um, like that, and you do it so abruptly, it is going to break all the IBC connections. And so stride depends very heavily on, I mean, it's going to, that's a problem for any chain. Um, what happens then is that they basically have to go in and put in governance proposals on every single chain they're connected to, to sort of like update the IBC. Um, and so with stride, given what stride does, it's especially bad because stride you know the whole thing is 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 liquid staking which which so the whole purpose of it is is involving these ibc connections through which liquid staking works and so um so for that what we have to do is is to make sure those ibc connections stay unbroken and basically the way that works is like an ibc connection every time the chain like every time it gets updated so every time a new packet gets sent or whatever over ibc um there's a proof with it that basically has all the validators like signing or not all, but like, you know, most the majority of the validators uh, from the chain that's sending the packet, like basically signing off on it and saying this is like legitimate, you know, and then as part of that, they also say, hey, and also we've updated the validator set a little bit. So the new validator set is going to be this. And usually that change is like, you know, some slight amount of power change block to block. You might have a validator gets a little bit more delegations, another one gets a little bit less delegations, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and that's usually what it's for. But with the stride change over to ICS, we, we basically took advantage of that mechanism. And um, instead of, instead of uh, changing, like, you know, instead of like the block by block changing a little bit, it basically was this block where it it essentially changed the entire validator set. So it went from the previous old, stride validator set to the new cosmos hub validator set 
And so by doing that, um, that, uh, that basically allowed, um, all of the, uh, IBC clients to keep running and not disrupt Stride's functioning. And so that was kind of the, uh, that was the really complicated part. That was what, um, you know, we worked together on, uh, to, 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 to code with, with a Stride team. And that was, you know, what was so complex about this launch. And also that's why I was surprised it went so smoothly. Um, because it's, uh, pretty pretty complicated piece of code um so yeah yeah and it is amazing that uh, uh especially in a period like this that is very negative for the market and everything all this innovation is happening and as you said very complicated uh, events like uh, the this migration and uh, how deeply is difficult to configure out all this uh, uh IBC, uh, IBC features uh, to actually launch the chain without an issue is, uh, is impressive. And I think it shows how the developer community around the Cosmos Hub is very active and uh, probably one of the best in this space. Uh, with, I'm at, but I am a bit biased, so <laughs> don't, don't count me on that fully. And uh, I think that uh, uh, now that... Uh, that uh, Stride is uh, actually running Cosmos Hub. This will open the way also, as uh, Aidan said, to more consumer chain. And this is very important because uh, starting to have all this process and facilitate new onboarding will be very important for the future of the Cosmos Hub. Do you have, uh, uh, Riley and Aidan, do you have any feedback on the migration, like what we can do to improve uh, for uh, future consumer chain uh, to, to join? Um, I think one piece of feedback is, well, actually, so uh, one interesting thing that I heard from a few different people is it, it's possible that in the future, the standard way to onboard to ICS will actually be a sovereign to consumer changeover. Um, and the reason is when you launch a chain from scratch, there's all this bootstrapping you need to do. You need to like bootstrap the P2P network and um, it's just very challenging. Um, but if you have a sovereign chain, it's easy for nodes to join and uh, in, in some ways, it's actually simpler because technically what happens under the hood is just a software upgrade and validators are already quite accustomed to running software upgrades. Um, so it's it's possible that this will actually be the standard way for other chains to onboard in the future. Uh, I, I don't know, but um, it's possible. Uh, one thing that was a bit challenging is just like sequencing. Like there's five or six different things and they all need to happen sort of manually. So at one point, um, like, for example, uh, we had to estimate the stride upgrade height, and it had to be like just a few hours after the spawn time. And we had to estimate it like six weeks in advance. And uh, this time could change based on block time. So if blocks on stride were produced too quickly, then the upgrade height might happen before the spawn time, and then everything would break. And if it happens too far after the spawn time, um, there are other bad things that happen, like unbondings on the hub could start getting delayed. So it's really important that the stride upgrade, the changeover uh, to ICS happens just shortly after this one time. Um, but we had to actually like go and ping validators to have them speed up their blocks and slow down their blocks to like time it just right. Um, so there is like some manual work involved with things like that. And I, I think there's probably ways to improve it. Um, you could, for example, have like an IBC packet that's sent over after this one time. So spawn time occurs, an IBC packet is sent to stride, and then that triggers the upgrade on stride or something like that. So there's there's definitely room for improvement, but overall, I would say it was a pretty smooth process, um, and the testnets definitely helped a lot. And uh, in the meantime, I have the confirmation that uh, our coverage of today's episode has been limited by this uh, issue with Twitter, but uh, 
I think we can go ahead because uh, we will also list the episode on Join NATO Economic Zone website where uh, all the community will be able to rewatch all the episodes of Atom Zone, so there will be still track. And, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's still worth having uh, this discussion because it's super interesting because uh, I don't think that many community members are aware of uh, how challenging uh, is uh, all, uh, all this, uh, how challenging are happening behind the scene for uh, for uh, having in place this atom economic zone that now is taking shape. And it, it is amazing how so far, uh, even with the neutral launch, that there, were, there was a last minute difficulties, still the chain has been able to launch. So the atom economic zone keeps going uh, on its pathway. And uh, it's just amazing to see how, how everything is, uh, is, uh, is coming in place. And uh, on this note, I think that uh, it's now worth mentioning, how do you feel to be the most secure interchain liquid staking provider? Because uh, this boost in security is quite significant. I think uh, already in the rough proposal was mentioned this 100x uh, improvement in security. So now you basically are by the fact uh, the most uh, secure interchain liquid staking provider in uh, the Cosmos ecosystem and beyond. Uh, uh, also Polkadot, if you want to mention, because now we are IBC connected. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think interchain security is really about both economic security and economic alignment. We've said this a lot, but I think it is very true that it is, it's two sides of the same coin. It's about economic security and economic alignment. Double clicking on those. The security aspect is pretty important, especially for Stride and liquid staking providers, because one day Stride might control, say, a billion dollars of Atom. And if the Stride validator set is uh, misaligned with the Cosmos Hub uh, in general, the Stride validator set could theoretically steal those tokens. Um, but it is much, much less likely that that happens now. Um, the simple reason, I think, is token toxicity. So if the Cosmos Hub validator set decided to steal all of the Atom, well, you, like technically, they, they could uh, change the code on the Cosmos Hub today and do something malicious, but they don't because of incentives. Um, and that's because their businesses are built around the Cosmos Hub and Atom, and they have lots of stake. Um, so it like, goes back to sort of the uh, fundamental reason that proof of stake works. And this is now also true for Stride because the Cosmos Hub validator set is now running the logic on Stride. So there's a huge boost in economic security. But if you think about it a bit more deeply from an incentives point of view, I, I think it's very unlikely that uh, this basically this class of risks of the validator set um, stealing funds has been removed. And I think this is actually... Uh, you know, in the bear market, when token values are down and maybe liquid staking doesn't yet have deep penetration in the Cosmos ecosystem, this is less of an issue. Um, but I think now we're really set up for our next phase of growth and uh, Stride is able to scale to um, a much more significant role in the Cosmos ecosystem without these types of concerns. So this is one, uh, one important part of ICS um, and like this 100x boost in economic security that you were talking about. The second, I think, is alignment. So Stride shares revenue with the Cosmos Hub now. And that means if Stride does well, so does the Cosmos Hub. 
And because Stride inherits security from the Cosmos Hub, uh, if the Cosmos Hub does well, you know, Stride is also more secure. So there's this kind of nice flywheel effect that happens. Um, and I think with liquid staking in particular, it's very important that liquid staking protocols are both secure and aligned. <clears throat> and part of the reason is liquid staking is very close to the metal in proof of stake systems. So that means Stride is, in some sense, choosing validators for the Cosmos Hub. And the Cosmos Hub is outsourcing validator selection to Stride. So Stride sort of has to be a decentralizing force on the Cosmos Hub, um, or this is very important um, uh, because uh, Stride's power over the validator set will increase with time. And uh, I think it is there's sort of this narrative that liquid staking is a centralizing force on blockchains, but I think the opposite can actually be true. Um, and if you look in, at Stride's delegation program uh, in detail right now, I think it is a decentralizing force. Uh, but it's important that this continues to be the case. And it's so close to the heart of proof-of-stake systems that uh, you really want a liquid-staking provider that is both very secure and very aligned with the, um, with the underlying chain. Otherwise, there are all of these risks, like it could be a centralizing force or a single point of failure or, or all of these things. Um, so that's sort of why we think it's so important. Uh, maybe unpacking, like, why does it actually matter that Stride is uh, more secure and aligned with the Cosmos Hub? Um, and going even one level deeper on this, um, my personal view is that liquid staking is a winner-take-all market. Uh, I think there are pretty strong network effects of integrations, liquidity, brand security. Um, and currently, Stride has something like an 80% market share. So there, there are definitely concerns uh, with this. Like People get on Twitter and talk about this and why it might be bad. Um, but I'm not totally convinced that that actually will change the market structure or the winner-take-all uh, dynamics or the strong network effects of liquid staking. So given all of this, uh, I think with liquid staking in particular, compared to other protocols that have less strong network effects, uh, it's very important to get the security right. Um, because if you believe that it's a winner-take-all market, and if you believe that it can be either a very centralizing or decentralizing force, um, you really want to make sure that if a liquid-staking provider is getting very big, that it's set up in the right way so that it's a decentralizing force. Um, so that's sort of an overview of why why we personally believe that it's very important that liquid-staking providers for chains are very secure and decentralizing forces. And I think ICS uh, sets Stride up for success and it enables Stride to scale without lots of uh, concerns. Um, yeah. I was wondering, um, yeah, if you could speak a little bit more about, I don't know if this is going off topic, but a little bit more about the uh, the network effects of liquid staking. Cause so like, well, I, I guess what's the distance, if I'm on a, let's say I'm on a smaller liquid staking provider out there is what's the disadvantage for me? Is it just that the, the token is less, less liquid, less fungible and there's, there's less of it being traded or, or is that the network effect or is there something else too? Yeah, I think the main network effects are around integrations, liquidity, and brand. 
Um, so maybe the liquidity is the most obvious one. So we start with that. Uh, to your to your question, I think different liquid staking tokens uh, are uh, they can be equally fungible with one another. So like ST Atom is fungible with ST Atom, and um, Q Atom is fungible with Q Atom, but uh, the liquidity uh, is not fungible. So if Q Atom or like some other uh, Li Atom or some other LST has um, a small amount of liquidity and a different LST has a large amount of liquidity, uh, you're probably going to want to use the LST that has more liquidity because if you need to sell out of it um, or if an integration needs to use it, having lots of liquidity is a huge advantage. It means the LST is less likely to DPEG and it, it means that it's safer to use in DeFi overall. Um, like a simple example, making it a bit more practical is if you have an LST as collateral on a lending market and there's some underlying Oracle looking at the price to determine how healthy your collateral position is, well, if it's a very illiquid LST, someone could go in and they could sell some small amount of the LST into the pool and it might DPEG the token. Um, and that might trigger a liquidation on the lending market. Whereas if there's very, very deep liquidity, it's much harder to do that. Um, so uh, liquidity, I think, begets liquidity. Um, it also uh, helps, you know, most LST providers have incentive programs where they incentivize liquidity. And it's sort of like either a positive or negative flywheel. If there's lots of liquidity, the LST protocol becomes more useful and the incentive program becomes stronger, um, which then makes uh, it attracts more liquidity because each unit of incentive is worth more. And vice versa, if there's low liquidity, the LC protocol is worth less. So it's harder to incentivize more liquidity. Um, so there's, I think liquidity is, is a big one. Um, and then integrations is maybe slightly weaker. Um, but if there are LSTs with lots of integrations, that sort of becomes the default choice for other integrations. Like if a new DeFi protocol comes online, they might choose to integrate the largest LST first. Um, and uh, although this one, I think, is slightly weaker than liquidity. And I think uh, the third one, which is really strong, is brand. So with staking in particular, I think staking is one of... It's sort of like the risk-free rate in crypto. Uh, it's not quite risk-free, like you can get slashed, but um, it's it's definitely a set-it-and-forget-it activity for most people. Like They should be able to, to stake for months or years uh, without really worrying about um, the security of their tokens too much, uh, and in particular, protocol risk. Um, so I think liquid staking has to live up to that same standard. Um, if you want people to use this like very simple uh, building block in crypto, um, then uh, you definitely want to reduce uncertainty and make people feel secure when they use the protocol. And that I think a lot of that is is brand. Um, and you know, the bigger uh, an LSE protocol gets, uh, the stronger, in some sense, the stronger its brand is. Because like, if you're a new user and you see $10 billion is already in this LSE protocol, um, you can sort of like trust that lots of other people have made good decisions before you and that you don't have to worry too much about um, using a particular LSE protocol. So the, that's sort of, uh, those are some of the network effects around integrations, liquidity, and brands, I think. Cool, thanks. I think this is uh, very fair from uh, a user perspective because uh, I think for any, even uh, for uh, Tradify or uh, 
or even if you're going to buy food, like when you have a brand that is recognized and you, you view it as a safe, of course, this is a weird example, but uh, if I have two liquid stake tokens, uh, of course, uh, if, if the project is uh, as the security of the Cosmos Hub, which is a well-established brand that has a reputation of uh, basically never had uh, any issue related to the chain, I think it's very important because uh, it feel, uh, the user feels safe and also the Cosmos Hub now has uh, effectively a new interchain service, which is uh, Stride, which is a, a liquid staking provider. And uh, I think this is also fit in the initial narrative that was uh, interchain security, the fact that uh, the Cosmos Hub will provide all these interchain services for the broader interchain. And uh, if Stride is able, uh, as already is, uh, to put himself as the leading uh, interchain liquid staking provider, of course, this will translate uh, of a major value for both Stride and the Cosmos Hub. And I think this is all about uh, all these alignments that uh, can be created through interchain security and uh, specifically replicated security. And speaking about alignment, I think it's uh, it's worth to mention that uh, also Stride, Stride bootstrapped the collaboration in the Atom Economy Zone through a first proposal that include prot protocol owned liquidity. So maybe can you talk a little bit about uh, uh, that that side of Strad proposal and uh, how protocol owned liquidity uh, basically will affect uh, collaboration within the atom economic zone? Totally, I can jump in and take this one. Uh, so we're working with TimeWave to build contracts that will live on Neutron to custody the four hundred fifty thousand atom that was provided as part of Strad's ICS proposal. The idea is that those contracts would custody those funds as they're LP'd into an ST atom atom pool on the Neutron blockchain. And by doing so, contribute to this protocol-owned liquidity narrative uh, that Stride has been moving towards over the last few months. Um, the the high-level idea is that the Cosmos Hub has the opportunity to make liquid staking sustainable by providing some liquidity into this pool. Uh, it could be the first to provide meaningful liquidity for its own liquid staking derivative pool. And um, by doing so, it could help position Atom as the default token in Cosmos DeFi, something that Stride has been pushing for, for a long time. Um, the community pool gets to earn some of the staking rewards from holding the ST Atom. And the broader ecosystem, as Aiden was pointing to in his last answer, benefits because the liquidity in this pool is deeper, so integrations can raise their caps, and users who want to plug into DeFi can uh, do so in, in larger amounts. Uh, in the long-term stride, incentives are not a very sustainable solution to supporting deep liquidity in these pools. And if you look to Ethereum, you see they're grappling with similar problems. Uh, Stride's incentive schedule uh, dictates that about two-thirds of the incentive budget will be used in the first year. So the software that's being built will help custody those funds in the ST Atom, Atom pool and, and move the Cosmos hub towards POL, which is something we've, we've seen on uh, other chains already in Cosmos. Evmos is providing it, Juno is providing POL, Injective, Comdex, and there are, there are proposals on some other chains. Uh, to get PLL moving as well. So we view it as a sustainable path towards 
uh, bootstrapping deep LST liquidity in the Cosmos. Thank you for sharing this. And uh, uh, starting from here, I think that uh, you guys had a discussion uh, in the, a couple of days ago about uh, how bootstrapping uh, the DeFi in the atom economic zone. And there was a lot of this discussion about the effect of protocol owned liquidity. So this is definitely something interesting and uh, it will be very, very, I'm curious to see how it will be developed within the atomic economic zone and what dynamics uh, we will see in the future. And uh, talking about the future, actually, now that you guys are part of the atomic economic zone, uh, how do you envision uh, the atomic atom economic zone like uh, what do you like to see in the near future or uh, or even in a longer view uh, to see to to kind of what kind of shape will have this uh, this kind of uh, economic activity within the atom the the, the cosmos hub <laughs> uh, yeah there's some folks in this call that can probably answer that better than than i can i uh, see effort cap and uh, jehan in the audience um so i'd, I'd love to give their thoughts as well, but maybe I'll speak to some of the collaborations that are already underway and then uh, maybe pull them in for some of the, the future views on the AAC. Uh, Stride today is working with Neutron on this TimeWave collaboration to LPSD Atom, as well as deploying the TimeWave contracts that uh, will help do uh, treasury management and allocation across the cosmos. Uh, Stride's working with Duality to make ST tokens the default tokens for their AMM pools, uh, working with Fairblocks to collaborate on an auction module and an auction working group to make sure that uh, a high quality implementation of auctions is available to all AEZ chains. Stride's working with EntryPoint uh, on a collaboration to construct their ETFs and indices using ST tokens as underlyings. And uh, with UMI, which is a potential ICS chain at this point, we've been working with them very closely for some time on looped and leverage staking, uh, which at, at this point is a, one of the bigger use cases um, on, on their lending market. And also working with them on some, some cross-chain uh, liquidation logic that could allow UMI to process lending liquidations without um, having to, to d delay the liquidation cross-chain. Uh, there's been some there've been some rumors that within the AEZ we might see uh, synchronous ABC, IBC, um, where maybe you could process blocks across chains um, without having to wait for a packet to be relayed, and that could help with composability in some of these DeFi collaborations across different uh, atom economic zone chains. And I'm sure there are new consumer chains that will uh, be putting up their proposals to join the ICS and love to collaborate with them as well. But I, I'd love to pull an effort, a uh, cap who's been thinking about the tokenomics or Jehan, who probably has some more insight onto the future of ICS and potentially mesh. Yeah, I think that uh, Jehan mentioned it about uh, Atomic ABC or Synchronous ABC in the recent blog. If, uh, if uh, Jehan, you want to kind of explain what <laughs> What what uh, what uh, Riley mentioned it? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think um, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this recently. We we had a we actually had an informal Twitter Spaces um, of a month ago or so where we were kind of brainstorming um, with the uh, uh, with the Duality team actually on how Atomic IBC could work. Um, but basically, um, 
the idea behind Atomic IBC is if you have the same validator set on uh, multiple different chains, um, in principle, it should be possible to make, you know, to make it so that they can, um, the chains can, can basically send IBC messages instantly back and forth um, and also allow those, those messages to be atomic, which means that um, nothing else happens, you know, in the system while the message is being sent. So, so it's like when you start, you know, you're doing one thing on one chain and, it, and, and you're, you're doing a sequence of steps that also involves sending a message to another chain, uh, the state of, you know, the, the, the sending chain won't change uh, between the time that you sent it, right? So um, that's pretty powerful. If you look at like Ethereum, one of the big benefits of Ethereum or like, you know, any smart contract platform is the fact uh, that you you have that ability when you send an Ethereum transaction, even if it involves several different contracts, it's all like very predictable how everything's going to play out. Um, at least, you know, once the transaction is, is started being processed. So, um, there, there's a big benefit to having that kind of stuff. Um, and, um, it makes it easier to do arbitrage and, and things like that and to, to know how things are going to go, uh, if you're doing some more sophisticated financial stuff. And then also it, it also enables potentially in the future, like programming patterns that make things easier to develop for, for people building chains and stuff. So atomic IBC would be a great thing to have for replicated security. Um, because it would uh, it would it would allow those kind of things between chains in the atom economic zone and and permit sort of like right now the atom economic zone it's about alignment, um, and you see a lot of collaboration even now between chains that are in the atom economic zone or chains that are planning to be in the atom economic zone. Um, but uh, adding that atomic IBC would also it would also allow uh, it would allow for um, not only alignment but also a technical tighter tighter point of technical integration uh and what's nice about that also is that it builds the network effect so um so uh you know the the more good chains are in the aez the better it becomes to join the aez and uh so network effects are very uh, important to have and um yeah um i don't know if uh yeah is is that enough detail or no, it's, it's definitely super interesting, and I think uh, that uh, it's uh, it's amazing to see that uh, finally, finally, feature uh, have been shipped on the Cosmos Hub because uh, I, I am a Cosmos that has been in, around the Cosmos Hub since three years, and uh, the Cosmos Hub had multiple visions <laughs> during the past years, and uh, I think that now finally, uh, when set when uh, the hub set a vision together with the community is finally reaching that vision. Like uh, we said about the launch of Replicate Security, Replicate Security launched, we said about the launch of Neutral and Neutral launched, and we said about the migration of Stride and Stride actually launched. And uh, I think that right now, probably because uh, the overall negativity that is in the market also, this is probably underappreciated because uh, this, this required tons of work. So I just want to take the time to say thank you to everyone that contributed from a cosmonaut perspective, because it uh, has been very difficult, as, uh, as uh, Aidan mentioned in the very beginning, this took over one year of work. So it's great to, see, to finally see all this feature coming and uh, actually working. In the meantime, also, Dee Joined, uh, do you have uh, any question? Uh, no question. Uh, thanks for having me again. Uh, just, I heard my name called. I also was multitasking. Uh, I think I heard something regarding protocol and liquidity, 
but was just wondering what the original question was and I can kind of chime in there, I guess, I guess around what, what my thoughts are for Adam to tokenomics and yeah, actually, 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 congrats for uh, for the Atom Accelerator DAO grant also with Binary Builders. And I think that you're probably the most uh, under pressure person right now in the community because uh, you will have a definitely a difficult work ahead. So, but uh, I I hope you will able to to find calm and uh, working and uh, and uh, deliver a good proposal to the community that I'm very excited to see. Do, do you have uh, some alpha to share maybe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know about alpha. I've said a lot uh, publicly on Twitter. I really want to be as transparent as possible. And I think um, I think a lot of the pushback that Adam 2.0 got and a lot of pushback that, frankly, I, I think I've been getting from not everyone, but a portion of the community is really centered around like what is the primary product that the hub offers. And I think people that are pushing back on this idea of protocol and liquidity is their mental model for the hub is that security is the primary um, service ad. And I think that that definitely is a, a, a use case. And like the, it's the initial use case of the hub. But one of the reasons why I, I personally came into the Cosmos ecosystem. Obviously, it was like this idea of app chains interoperability. But like the app chain thesis to me, and I think I've heard uh, I've heard Jack from Strangelove talk about this. I think I've heard obviously the Stry team is like this idea of every app chain is, is a platform. And you look at like the hyperscalers of Web2, uh, the, the snowflakes of the world, the Stripes, the Twilio's, like these true platforms that are able to scale to billions of, of users or at least hundreds of millions or billions of users, um, the way they kind of were able to hyperscale was they had like this initial primary use case, but their monetization of that primary use case is actually not like their secret sauce. What they do is like they they kind of have like a free API, but then they ultimately like charge the end user of third third party applications that leverage that first primary API. And And I guess what I'm trying to go at is like, Security is the first way to align cons- great consumer chains like Neutron, like Stride, uh, hopefully Duality, and then Umi. Um, like that's like the first primary use case. But I think the real like product of the hub is is its liquidity. Um, Cosmos has a liquidity problem. The hub or Atom is the most liquid, by far the most liquid asset. That might not necessarily be true in the future, but for now it is, and it needs to kind of take. Uh, its opportunity for its place in the ecosystem and really like deploy its liquidity throughout Stride, Neutron, throughout the AEZ to really double down on this thesis that Atom is the reserve currency. Uh, It's also to uh, help with this cold start problem that DeFi has. And I think what people are missing is like, if, if people think immediately when they hear protocol and liquidity that, it's going to just create a constant sell pressure for Adam. And I honestly don't see that. I think when you see Adam deployed uh, as POL in Astroport in lending markets, like there's revenue that those by providing liquidity in these markets, there's revenue that's there to be had. Uh, not necessarily like liquidity mining incentives, but obviously there's lending rates, uh, there's borrow and lend rates. There is swap fees when you provide liquidity into uh, DEX pools. So like, I think, it it helps with this cold start problem, but it also is additional revenue stream for for uh, for the hub. And I, I'm I'm worried that like 
if we just stick the hub in this silo that is only being as a security provider, its total addressable market is like much smaller than I think people are giving credit for. Um, I, I could be wrong, but that's kind of like what my initial thesis is for like how the hub grows larger and is able to actually uh, take on the other emerging ecosystems like the L2s on, on Ethereum. Like it, it, Ethereum is trying to be this credibly neutral base layer, this security provider, and just be credibly neutral. And that's great because it doesn't have on-chain governance, but the hub can't really be credibly neutral. When you have on-chain governance, as we see, people are emotional. People are, uh, you know, try to, there's power struggles and whatnot. And I think the moment you have on-chain governance, you, you throw credible neutrality out the window. But I think one of the beautiful things about on-chain governance is that the hub can actually be, uh, I don't know what the exact word I'm looking for is, but it can actually try to pick winners and losers. It can actually align itself and its liquidity, which I think is the primary service ad. Uh, it can align itself by providing liquidity uh, and being strategic with how, how it does that uh, throughout the AEZ. And I think that's ultimately like how we see the AEZ grow uh, and compete with the L2s. It, it, the hub has to provide liquidity to uh, the ecosystems around it, not just to help with the cold star problem, but to align with the chains. Uh, because let's be honest, like Stride tomorrow, they already have product market fit, in my opinion, one of the strongest and fastest growing chains in the AEZ. They already had a validator set once. But the reason why they want to align with the hub is obviously because not just because of the security, because of the community around it. And I think how you further uh, entrench that that relationship is with like treasury swaps, uh, obviously providing liquidity in these individual liquidity pools throughout the AEZ. But the, the hub needs to become a partial owner of the chain surrounding it. And the only way you do that is, in my opinion, through through protocol and liquidity. So I said it a lot there, but th that's really my two cents. No, no, thank you for this first highlight. Uh, I think that, uh, as, uh, as Aidan said earlier about the thread migration, about changing the engine of the airplane, I said wings, but he said uh, Aidan's so correct now about the engine. Uh, in your case, it's about uh, completely change uh, the, the engine of the entire community because uh, the community has now a tokenomics, so it's uh, kind of relaxed on this uh, current. Uh, current situation. At the same time, uh, the introduction of replicated security is changing Cosmos Sub from, uh, from also a revenue perspective. So I, I feel that there is uh, this kind of, uh, kind of need of adapting to replicated security. I don't have the answer. You have the mandate to, to find the answer. So I, uh, I definitely encourage uh, uh, the community to be open to listen uh, to to various uh, uh, to various proposals that will come because I think that the idea is to is to share multiple proposals and I think it will be just an interesting evolution and uh, to see different perspective. Hopefully, no, not much drama, but uh, a lot of constructive discussion because I think it's, this is also an important topic. Uh, there is uh, anyone uh, last uh, question or uh, any topic that you guys want to discuss? Otherwise, we are uh, closer to the end of the Atom Zone. I'll say one last thing about POL, even though I probably rambled a bit. But I think one thing you see in the Ethereum ecosystems, because cap, uh, you know, capital is only private, where people are bouncing capital from one yield farm liquidity mining incentive program to the other is like there's no sticky cap outside of Aave, Compound, 
uh, Maker and like Yearn, like the, the blue chip and Uniswap, the blue chip DeFi uh, protocols outside of like four, those four or five protocols. Liquidity is essentially mercenary capital uh, that bounces from one protocol to the other. And mercenary capital is not going to allow the protocols surrounding the hub to succeed on a longer term time frame. There needs to be sticky capital in the ecosystem. And I think like that's ultimately what the hub needs to do is provide sticky capital, pick winners, uh, and, and really allow these protocols the, the traction or, or I guess the runway to not just survive, but thrive on like a multi-year time frame and not just be a, a one-hit wonder or a narrative that we see circulating on crypto Twitter for you know, a month or, or two at a time. Um, yeah, that, that's really all I wanted to add. Yeah, I think in the future we'll need to have a, a longer or a one-hour team discussion about that because uh, I think there is definitely a lot to talk about it. And... Uh, if if anyone doesn't have any other topic, I think we can wrap up. Unfortunately, Twitter today leaves us uh, with this uh, issue of uh, of not appearing. I still getting comments of people that is not able to join in the Twitter space. So that's unfortunate. But uh, I really want to make sure that uh, that uh, uh, to welcome uh, Stride officially on the Atom Economy Zone. So I'm happy that uh, the Stride team found the time to join today because uh, it's very important. Has been a lot of work, uh, especially all the contributors did an amazing job. So thank you, everyone. Welcome and uh, let's start this new journey together. And uh, see you in the next episode. Thanks, Rob. Bye bye. Thanks, Rob. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for hosting. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear Flexing broken knots I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting knots And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning Forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lay Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the high Stage. Like the shit is play for keeps clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle. Eats tearing apart your community. All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back, ten stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats, and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the street. Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each
Motherfuckers fuck screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.